Welcome. Thank you for joining us. We have two more days to have exactly one year since we started the port bank. We have over 200 messages since that day. We have reached over 7.9 million people. During that year, the word of God has traveled to 7.9 million people. Thank you for making it possible carrying the gospel to reach other people life is not easy but with god life is easy you've helped the kingdom of god expand and on behalf of the kingdom of god i want to say thank you thank you for being a blessing to the work of god Awards for some special people like Mrs. Baker is one of our very, very, very consistent, very, very, very consistent, very, very, very consistent, very, very consistent member. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me welcome all those of you who are here with us today. We have um, LCJ, thank you for joining us. God bless you. We have um, my number one for the whole year, Becca Kofi. Thank you for joining us. And then we have Cornelia. Cornelia. Such an awesome person. Thank you, Camelia. Then, my Ogbaro friend, Miss, Mrs. Jackie. I salute you. Thank you for staying with the man of God. It's a blessing. We'll be starting in some few minutes. coming home. It's good to see you. All right.
Continue the part two. Welcome, LCJ. We'll continue with the part two of today's program. You ask the man of God some few questions. Pastor Richard will continue. It's going to be an awesome time with the Lord. Definitely gonna be an awesome time. If you have any other question, you can forward it. Um, Pastor Richard kindly put on the uh, contact number for the church. If you have other questions too, you can forward it there. Pastor Richard will be able to also access for you so that you can experience the blessings of God. This one-on-one -on -one with the vision.
Today we continue our Q&A questions. Uh, I think by popular request, uh, we'll continue. Um, uh, thank you for those who have also sent your questions on the um, our contact line. Um, Richard will compile of them and also send uh, us the details and questions, and then we'll take it from there. So. Um, I think without further ado, um, let's invite Richard and then we can start today's session. And it's going to be awesome. Thank you so much. We want to say thank you for being with us for these past years. We are grateful. 
Thank you for staying with us. Thank you for introducing others to the platform that they will experience the power of God. We want to say thank you. And so we are excited about that. morning and thank you for another opportunity <laughs> welcome Richard how was your night it was great wow we thank God we thank God all right back into your court I'm back into your hands <laughs> thank you Baba okay okay Baba uh, there's this thing I've been thinking about and I would like to ask you because okay. I've been wondering how to mix marriage and ministry there are a lot of things I would like to know about it because since I'm not married yet and I know you are also not yet married I would like to know will you be able to make time for your spouse when you marry? Rachel, you ask difficult and very powerful questions. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Um, it's, 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 yes, definitely. Making time is very important. Uh, so, um, in the future, I plan to do that. Um, It also has to go or evolve around um, um, someone who also is a bit understandable. Um, now, my work goes like if it's um, you have emergency at any time. Um, very unpredictable schedules. Um, someone say, oh, uh, get a secretary or maybe someone to manage you or plan your day. It doesn't work like that. And um, someone also like me who is um, multi by God's grace in different different areas uh, you find out that the time is time is very very expensive for me um, you won't believe it um, even at relationship level sometimes the time you make is um, 
you could find out that people's life also at risk. Sometimes they say you want to go out um, with your partner, you want to sit somewhere, you want to, or maybe you want to spend some quiet time together. Sometimes by the time you are done, you have messages and calls of people being in hospital, problems, all of them waiting to have you attend to. So um, I look at it that uh, my partner will have, um, will have a call and an understanding. It cannot just be um, just a love euphoria. It should come with a call and understanding. And um, I also think that whether it's me or any man of God, when such a woman also make such availability for you, the time you need to be with her must also be valuable. So Richard, that would be my answer to that place. <laughs> okay, thank you, Papa. Papa, I've been with you for some time now. Wow. There's one thing I've realized which is consistency about you reading the Bible and then praying. And I would like to know, what's your strategy for doing that? Wow. Um, I believe it's the Spirit of God that has really been helping me. Um, and um, I think one of the I know one of the fundamental things that helped me a lot is when I was growing as a believer, uh, I did not know that the time I have for God will be going, will be, will be very scarce and the good people around me will be very, very scarce. As the ministry expands, um, your time goes down and one of the best ways to manage that time is to get your spouse and even key family members involved in the ministry or else they will not understand them because it takes away every time you have um, so during my early stages i am i really studied a lot I remember buying almost about 68 pieces of box of full books and at every moment of my life I was studying and reading and that became a very solid foundation for me and after the Spirit of the Lord has also dealt with me so those of you have you are growing now you don't have a lot of schedules in ministry uh, this is the time you need to make time to study more um, and read more and know more and ask more questions. I will often be engaging questions and asking questions spiritually. I think so far, it's one of um, my daughters who often asks a lot of questions. Uh, and if you see her ministry, you see that her preaching ministry keeps on changing. So the most important part for you is that your schedules as a man of God is going to go higher if you fall behind 
your studies and prayer, the power, the anointing will also go down. You have family, you have relationship, you have uh, pursuits like school, plus the ministry. Then you'll be blending all of them together and all of them will be contending for your time. So you have to start early reading and soaking, you know, before you get to the place. For, for instance, if you're a woman and you're a woman of God, before you even move to the place where you start giving birth and children start coming in and you are taking care of them, you know, it's seasonal. So one of my secret has been the solid foundation from day one. My second um, is, is I am a led man of God. I don't know how um, you would take this, but my anointing is like, take it like a huge bucket. Every time I study, every time I read, every time I pray, every time I do, it packs in, it packs in. I'm someone, um, every single preaching topic you see is spiritually informed. I don't sit down and um, say, I'm going to teach on faith. Most of times, even my topics, after I've received a revelation of God on that topic, sometimes when I'm even about to preach, he would tell me, the Spirit of God would tell me, I don't want this again. I want you to teach something. And that thing could be new. I remember I was going to preach on faith and the Spirit of God talk, spoke to me, preach about regeneration of faith. And everyone sitting there would not know. But between you and God, God has spoken to you. So immediately, your scriptures, your studies, your time with God, the anointing, the demand on the anointing start working. And you will see the power of God at work. You can also choose not to change it and preach the old message. Maybe you plan to preach as you are preaching or teaching. You will see the difference. You see that the spirit of God will be gone. You see that there is no power in the message you are teaching. Unfortunately, sometimes some of the members will not see. They are excited about even messages that they they do not sense the presence of God. But you, the man of God, you will know you will know that this message is not one of the flows of God. It is when you experience some of these encounters you will understand the price you pay when you disobey God when you are about to teach or preach. And so you then position yourself. That whatever he says you will do so sometimes he'll just tell you sometimes sunday morning you prepare the message on um, saturday evening sunday morning he tells you no i don't want you to talk about this for instance our recent harvest he told me specifically don't teach anything about giving you teach so you have to really prepare and um as a student currently i'm schooling at the same time, I'm the overseer of our ministry and managing pastors, different areas of our lives. It's, it's a price to pay if you also don't make deliberate time, which is the third point to study. Uh, recently, I made a deliberate time. I fixed a schedule and I changed all my schedule for past two, three weeks. Um, very indoor, praying quietly, um, reading the word of God, preparing even for next year. You know, so you have to be the third point is you have to be deliberate to, you know, deliberate. And 
you need to cut some of the unnecessary chats like TV, movie, sometimes. By the time you even return back to your phone, sometimes you don't even see some of these messages. You know? And it's, 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 it's a very tough one. So as you are growing in the Lord, pick, pick up, study very well, make time to read more spiritual books. You know? If you don't and you try to do it in late in your years, it can make you a skeptic. Somebody who is excited about what you hear, but what we are receiving from the Lord should change us. Thank you, Pastor Richard. That would be the third <laughs> I've answered that question as best as I can. <laughs> Thank you, Baba. Thank you for the insights. <laughs> Baba, I've been with you for some time now. I've gone to evangelism with you and I've seen the power that you hold. And I've realized that you internationally do evangelism as well. And I want to know how you keep that, how you are able to keep that spirit. <laughs> you able to internationally. <laughs> um, so winning is easily um, something a lot of pastors will put down. It's, it's, it's making a new soul and especially when the soul is a 3d soul the person is broken destitute uh, mentally derailed and the person is drawn out meaning that your work as a pastor is you preach to the person you bring the person, give the person, by God's grace, the person will give his or her life to the Lord. You bring the person back to church. Now, there are other facets of ministry that is also important. The person must pick up life. For instance, let's give an example. This soul you are preaching to doesn't like to, doesn't want to be in school. Or this person was living a wayward life. Now you've preached a person, the person is free now, the person is coming to church, then what next comes? And that's where the pastor's work comes in. You shepherd the person to make good decisions. Um, that's where different messages comes on the pulpit. Now you can't just preach about the new faith they have found. Now you have to preach wisdom. They need to now start making good decisions, getting jobs. So evangelism is a very difficult place for pastors. Um, it is not just going out there to do the crusade or preaching to them. It's preaching to them, bringing them back, revolutionizing their lives so that they become like you. And it's difficult because even some of these key people we say they are in church, they have been there for a long time. They are still in there. They are still in that queue. They are not out. Because some of them are in the place. I mean, they, they join the church. They are singing for the Lord. Or maybe they are in the prayer ministry. Now they have added school to their lives. They are yet to finish school. Then soon after they finish school, they will add marriage to their life. After they add marriage to your life, then they will now add their business or job or their work or career to it. And then now 
they are now walking the same path you are walking. Now they are about to move to whether they will come into full time or whether they will come to active um, active ministry. So you realize that soul winning is difficult because you'll be following the person for years. You'll be taking care of the persons for years. Um, and fortunately, that is one of my speciality because I plant churches. It's, it's my area. So um, most of the times I would, my decision, I don't have, I won't talk about other pastors. My decision is to roll my sleeves, step out and practically go in souls. For other pastors as possible, they don't intend to raise people. And unfortunately for us, a lot of people, I mean, in the church settings are filling their churches with other people's church members to make it easy for them. See, um, you meet somebody's church member who is already well to do. There is a bit of noise at your background, Pastor. If you meet somebody who is just already well to do, you just introduce a person to church. The person has already been born again, has been pastored by someone, has been built to a point. So the person makes things easier for you. Um, person makes understanding of the word of God easier. The person is able to support the ministry as quickly as possible. So it becomes that easy. But when you are picking somebody who does not know anything through evangelism, you are not going to build the person by the word of God. You are not going to shape the person. The person is going to mess up on the way. You yourself, you also be a challenge for the person. The person has to learn to overcome all of them. The person has to decide to start a business. Then, by God's grace, in that circle, you are able to raise some of your well-to-do people who support the church and some of them who carry the vision of the church. They will now come back in and come and push you or support you or support some of the members to begin the same journey again. And that is where it becomes difficult for a lot of pastors. But if you're a pastor on this platform and you have a mindset of always browsing people who have already attained a certain spiritual heights, you should change. Because that is not so winning, you know. So don't just do that. Just make sure you do the right thing. And all of you want to encourage you, just learn how to build people for God, you know. And I always tell um, my, 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 my pastors and my sons that the day our church will send you on a mission assignment, then is when you see that even though God has blessed you, giving you a well-built, developed and progressive life, you will still need to go down back again to reach out to people and take them to where you are. And that is the most difficult part of soul winning. But I am excited. I won't stop. I This year, I've gone several different areas, locations, walking on foot, you know. Our people, they pray to God, God should bless them with a car. They get a car, they don't want to go on foot to preach to people. They think it's, it's easy. Sometimes you can even minister to people by buying spiritual books of your spiritual father and giving it to people, you know. 
So soul winning is very, very important. And there are two things I learned which has made me irrespective of um, where I stand on the stairs towards heaven. I still walk down to come and reach out to people. Is a book I read from Pastor Yogechu. And it was his Bible school mates, almost about 64 of them. And all of them, within a range of 30 to 40 years in ministry, all of them died. They were all pastors. And in that picture was only two men of God that were alive. And that is a Presbyterian pastor and he himself. And they were the two key people that would roll their sleeves and go and win souls. Why? Because if you win souls for God, you are the real guy doing the work of God. Because without souls, the pastors will not have anyone to direct or counsel. If you're a pastor and it becomes so easy for you that the only thing you do is for people to bring people to church so that you will now teach them the word of God, then it's like you don't know how to fish. You only know how to enjoy the fish, you know. For apostles to be able to also build on what the pastors have built on these people, to be able to send them to start other churches. For the evangelists also to get such open people to radically call more people into the kingdom. And for the prophets to be checking them whether they are doing what they are doing. And for the teachers to also teach them to sustain the longevity of that ministry journey. It starts with soul winning. So in a church which is no winning souls, basically you realize that people come and go. Because there are people that will come to the church because maybe they are excited about the pastor's ministry, so they will come. But for them, few are able to convert to become loyal people to stay or to support the church. A lot of them come to browse what the man of God has and go away. But for the souls, they are the people that will stay with you. And the majority of them have a lot of problems, a lot of troubles. You, you bear with me. Sometimes you wake up and some of them are standing in front. You feel you are part of it, Pastor Richard. Even yesterday, somebody was standing in front of your door knocking. They need money to go to school. You've preached to them. Now they are your brethren. Sometimes you, you will be amazed the price that needs to be paid in order for these new people you preach to, to become like you. So it is really difficult, you know, especially when you add that, because sometimes by two hours or three hours, you finish preaching to about 10 people. Now in my book, Exploiting Soul Women, we tell you that the more people you preach to, the more you can retain. So let's say you're going for evangelism, within, 10, within one to two hours, you have preached to less than 10 people. It's likely you have only two people who respond to your call to visit the church the next Sunday. So what are you supposed to do? It means you have to spend like four hours, five hours every week to preach to people to have consistently one or two people coming to church. And even pastors who do well in prayer, in prophecy, it's difficult for them because it's a field that exposes you. That's why soul winning is the place that gets you more anointed. There is no place in ministry that gets you more anointed than winning souls. There is no place like that. You know? 
So you have to, because it is that place that challenges you 100%. The new soul you are bringing will check your character. The new soul will check your productivity, will check what you do in church. Your weakness, if you don't take care, will be their weakness. So it's, it's, it's a lot of people wants to stay away from trouble and just be there to encourage you so that you have peace. Because immediately you set yourself to go and win, so you are a direct enemy to the devil. I pray that God will guide us on that one. I think it's enough for this one. Thank you. Thank you, Baba, for the enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to ask my next question. You, Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Going forward, Papa, I'd like to know if you have plans for maximizing the rest of your ministry. Okay. Uh, oh, yes. Um, if you remember yesterday, I said that sometimes in God fulfilling his work, uh, sometimes um, he basically um, um, he basically um, have to add two or three more um, uh, schedules to it. As you grow in God, God begins to for instance, um, let me still talk about this plan uh, which the Lord spoke to me about years back, almost about um, 10 years now, God instructed me that gather your people for them to go to school. Um, I have won souls. Um, um, it was um, love and Curtis that were the only solid financial support to our church. The rest of us, and even at a particular point, all of us were depending upon them. Sometimes when you finish church, everybody's hungry. There is no offering. You have to go to the house and go and eat rice and stew for us. And um, it was time to reinvest the church resources into people for them to go to school. And I did. And um, that is one stage. And um, before then, I also reinvested our church resources in taking people to Bible school. I did not go and steal anybody's church member. I don't know how to do those stuff. So the people we win from souls, um, we send them to Bible school. Out of um, five or six or seven people, I have four now with me. Three people came back. Some even went to the Bible school, packed their bags and came back. They said they won't go again. Um, some of them gave excuses why they can't continue on the school again. Some also performed poorly academically in the school. When they came back um, as pastors and as my team again, we, we ushered them also into their professional life. Do you want to go to school? Do you want to get a hand job to do? Church is ready to support you. We did that. So you can see in this process of expanding our ministry in the future, it has already started oh, more than 10, 10 years ago. Uh, so now let's say we have one pastor who has gone through the Bible school, who has gone through the academic challenge. Now he has two swords in his hand. 
one sword is casting is cutting for ministry another sword is uh, cutting for career um, definitely the third sword that will come after that will be marriage and the person is ready to start a branch so it's not that easy as in you can just see this is the plan uh, this year we are going to it seems the the plans are connected with each other from day one so like this example i'm giving you you can see let's see if the pastor faithfully went to the bible school he is solid as a man of god he went through the career wise the school or the hand job wanted to give to him he is solid too um then he gets married a solid three so now with this three you send him on missionary definitely he knows life he'll be able to keep working class people he will be able to keep his ministry people why because he's gone through that routine his wife will be there to support him let's say one of these pastors also did not do one of them so as for bible school the pastor did not go properly but he loves god he prays in front of people then the other part he was able to go he was able to do a job his career wise he did well he's married now you send that pastor to start another ministry what do you think will happen you see so uh, being the head pastor is not it's not it's not really a joke you it's like their whole life is rolled before you it's rolled out just like that before you and you can either choose also to do those pastors who take advantage of people's life. I remember I won a soul and later as a young boy, he was about, um, he was even 18 years by that time. Basically he was 16 years, I think 16 years. And I asked him, what do you do? Most of the times when I finish preaching to you, I would like to find out what you do. So I said, what do you do? He says, so, he doesn't do anything. There's a pastor be somewhere he goes to assist. And I asked, okay, well, we have our church here. Would you love to be with us? He says he will come. After staying under my ministry for some time, he came to me in the office and said, Pastor, I don't want to go to the other place again. I said, why? He said, no, I want to follow you. I said, okay. I said, if you want to follow me, then back into this vision, you have to go back to school. So, at 16 years, I took him to start school in a primary school, class five or class six. You have to add three years to it. So when he was finishing the uh, JSS, he was almost 22, 21 years old. Plus university, three, four years again. Uh, sorry, plus um, SS, you know. And as I walked him through the path, by the time he finished SS, you could see he's a complete full man. And this guy is very solid for God in prayer. So you have people who avail themselves for you to build them for the vision. You have even people who come back and argue with you that the word God has given to you is not the word for now. They will come and argue with you theologically. You have people, you even send them. I remember I sent one pastor to a Bible school. When he came back, he said, we should change our doctrine. We should not be a charismatic church again. It was that particular time I realized that you can't also send anybody to Bible school. You have to send them to the right school that matches your calling. And that's where my father came in, Bishop Dark. So it's, it's, it's a full package. And the more these people God brings in your path, 
the rate of retention you are able to give them will determine the expansion of tomorrow. I must admit, we have been in the middle for some time now. And I believe those who are very faithful and loyal, who have gone through this meal, have been prepared. And the next phase of our ministry uh, will happen. Um, like Port Bing, it was introduced to me by a pastor friend I met in South Africa. He's a senior colleague. I call him a father. He has been on the platform before. He introduced us to Port Bing and social media. I'm not very good with those social media things. So he introduced, come to Port Bing. Sometimes I even try to add TikTok to our platforms, but uh, I am not that um, adverse about it. And sometimes even example, um, IT platforms, Harman, I'm, 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 I'm quite knowledgeable in that area, but and very exposed in ministries, graphics and design. But sometimes you have to wait for your members. Nobody in there, for instance, in our church, nobody is very, it's not nobody, but they are not on top of, let's say, graphics. But now we have a pastor who has been doing one or two, one or two designs. Are, at least you know that if it doesn't score 100, it scores 70. So it's also patience. You have to wait for them. Because sometimes if you rush ahead of them, you leave them behind. For instance, you can create a problem for yourself right now. If there is a member in your church who is very active, he loves the church, he wants to do design, or he wants to play the keyboard, but he doesn't know how to play well. You are having a big program. You take that authority or take that job and give the keyboard to somebody else to play. You finish the program and the person is offended. So ministry is everything. It's, 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 it's everything. So sometimes you have to, you know what they are doing may not be the best, but you have to watch them. Sometimes you have to wait for their growth. So when it comes to what you do, I believe God is preparing us for the next season. Pastor Richard. <laughs> Baba, thank you very much. Baba, one more thing. Okay. Will you do it all again? <laughs> very honest question. Um, see God's people okay but I always tell people who wants to come into ministry that make sure you are called and um, because you be God's hand for this darkness world or dark darkened world and um, you'll be rewarded in heaven by here on earth it's another story, especially when you want to do it very well. Very well. No juju, no deceptions, even your private life. 
can give you a very big trouble that you can even imagine. Just because you are called. You know, all eyes are on you. Hmm. So I have been telling pastors now they should fight to have a quiet life. When I see pastors who spend a lot of time on media and those things, sometimes I don't know what to tell them. Because sometimes even the things we study, when we put it on our platforms, it speaks differently to different people. And as a pastor, you are careful the message you are putting out there. So there, are, there are a lot of things that goes on behind the curtains as a man of God. Maybe I would have chosen to be maybe a, a church leader. If God had led it to me, I would have chosen to be maybe a church leader, or one of the pastors, so that when we close church, I go and sleep. There is no vision for me to fulfill the church or run the church or check whether the church is doing financially. For instance, we are about to have a project and for two years, we've been raising our harvest and investing it into treasury bills because I have a very strong, youthful church and they are now picking their lives. I can't do harvest one year and start projects. Then I didn't announce it that the first year we are saving it. I was there, somebody comes into my office. Ah, just even when your thoughts are clear, you have a genuine intention. Leadership calls you to still give no room for excuse. So I say, oh, I'm sorry. It's not like that. It's just that things are becoming more expensive and we need to do maybe another year for harvest and then we'll take it out from the treasury and then we can invest into a better project as quickly as possible. Say, so, ah, now I understand. You see, so it's 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 even when you mean well, it can be something else. And um, it's a place full of. Yesterday, I used the word grave. If God has not called you, ministry cannot be your ambition. You understand what I'm saying? You cannot come to ministry because you feel it is your ambition to come and fulfill it. Ministry is not excitement. You cannot listen to an excited preaching message. And because of that exciting preaching message, you say, now God has called you. <laughs> That's my call. <laughs> so it does not come even from motivation. Somebody motivates you. You can also do it. You can also do it. And then you come and say, you have come to do the ministry or come into the work of God. No, it's, it's, it's not like that. You have to be called. And somebody will say, how would you know you have been called? You're already involved in ministry if you know you are called. Already you are working. And there is this selection process. Many are called, but few are chosen. There are this process where others are chosen into the next level, which is the pastoral or ministerial level where they work for God. Sometimes if you don't take care, you'll be rejected at uh, many, many are called level. A lot of people are called, but um, if, if you also don't, as a pastor, position yourself with your character, with your actions, um, you can be rejected. Even though you are called, you can be rejected. The anointing will move from you to another person else. So this is a place, a lot of, even uh, I ask some mothers, do you want your children to come into ministry? Oh no, pastor, they will support you to do it. 
I said, okay, so when do you want them to be? They will want our children to be doctors. Want our children to be this. I said, ah. Then I went back to God. I said, they said they want their children to be doctors. But they said, ah, God told me that. But doctors are pastors too. It was where I realized that, no, there's a problem in the body of Christ. Some people believe that their members should work in the world and their children should work in the world. They will bring the resources to come. But if you don't take care and Christ is not in them, going to work in the world. They will not come back again. You see, so God started placing a fire in my heart to raise people who are career, but they are working, but they are anointed. And God spoke to me and told me that the generation that is coming, they are going to really face the church in a very bad way. And it takes people who have authority in the world and at the same time in the church to be able to face them. And that is where, for those of you who are around me, I encourage you to go back to school so they can have access. And you see, some of them also say that they have called, God has called them. They have, they are not supposed to do nothing. You know, and they put themselves in grave danger. One, it will delay you in many, many things. You know, some of them are excited with posters and pictures and programs moving from one place to another place. You know, some of them are excited about the glamour of senior ministers, their ministry. It is not in your place to be excited about the grandeur, the beautiful thing God has surrounded them with after paying a huge price. You know, can you, when I think about my bishop, Bishop Dan, I, 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 I think twice. You know, at even this level of the pressure we face, I wonder the pressure he faced. For instance, this year he lost his son, this year he lost his pastors. This year somebody took him to court. You have to put this at the back of your mind, come and preach. And some of the members will not say, ah, please, pastor, as we are preaching, you are going through a lot, pastor, sleep. When you recover, you come. No. You continue on the work. If this is the work we are called to, then you have to be called before you come. Seriously. Or else you'll be in great trouble. But we are still calling people to come, come and work for God, come and work for God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Richard, that would be the end of my question. <laughs> but thank you very much. On behalf of everyone here today, I'd like to say thank you for the opportunity and thank you for sharing vital information with us. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for also. Uh, Joining us, you're also excited. Thank you for coming. Thank you for staying with us. We'll be going on break. We'll resume on the first week in January. Um, I have to go and retreat with my administrators. I have to teach them. We have to find the next way God is also going to be with us. So we'll be breaking now. Today, actually, Sunday will mark exactly one year of being on Podbean. Two, more than 200 messages. It's been a great time. As for hours, I can't calculate it in hours, but we know that almost 7.9 million people have received the word of God. We have more than almost 10,000 um, downloads of our messages. We know that we have about almost 14 to 16 different countries listening to this point being. I remember one of the most 
shocking experience was during the Ukraine war, early, the early Ukraine war. Uh, our messages were being listened by Ukrainians and one woman sent a message whose son was on the battlefield and it made me wept. So this is how far God has done with us this year. And we give him all the glory, no man the glory. All the glory. And um, I think um, during this season, um, there were, I think, um, I want to thank um, one of my friends is here, um, Pastor Jonathan. Uh, I don't know whether his father and my father planned to die together or what, but I lost my dad just and then he also lost his dad, but um, he is one pastor friend that has come to support us. Then also goes on to my administrators, uh, Isabel Castro. Thank you so much for being a blessing, always pushing the vision. God will take you far. Thank you, Pastor Richard. Uh, thank you for the support. Richard, when your father's heart is at peace with you, that is where the blessings lies and my heart is at peace with you so you already should know you are blessed and then i also want to thank apostle jeremiah he may not be here but he is the one that introduced us to this platform and uh, i want to say thank you um, apostle he was the first person who gave me his pulpit in south africa a very big church and uh, this boy from a very poor background, God lifted up. I was standing in one of the most biggest churches in South Africa, in Brazil. And it was so beautiful, so beautiful. And he's still guides and directors. Thank you very much. I want to thank all the key people that have influenced my life. I also want to thank my church leaders who are always on the platform, my family, my sister, and my key supports who have always been there behind the curtains, making me comfortable to be able to preach, to do the work of God. I, I'm also on a journey of becoming better every day. I'm not perfect. So I want to thank all of you too for being a blessing. Uh, I'm a radical man. I do a lot of things at the same time. You can't just be around me and not be exhausted. So, because I'm workaholic. And thank you for your patience, your, your heart, your calmliness. Thank you, I'm grateful. And then all of you who have been joining us, introducing others to this platform, I also want to say thank you. Hopefully next year we'll be back again. We want you to enjoy your Christmas, chill some chicken, enjoy yourself. I mean, do all that makes you happy, but just be careful you don't step on uh, in the wrong place so that your enemies will get you. Some people they are waiting for you to make mistakes so that they will deal with you. So just be careful and may God help you. Amen. Once again, to Jesus alone be all the glory. Jesus is Lord. God bless you for joining us. We are excited to have you come and see what the Lord has done. I'll end with one of my favorite songs Tobe Chuku, Tobe Chuku, Tobe Chuku. For to be <laughs> uh, I will play it everywhere. <laughs> hey, the devil is alive. I can't see to be <laughs> I have.
Okay, I've seen Toby Chico. Uh, this is a highlight for this is not highlight. Thank you, everybody. We love you. Thank you. Let me mention names and say thank you to everybody. Ay, 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 ay. Thank you, Cornelia. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Betty. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Zenet, my sister. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Becky. Thank you, Mr. Antonio Castro. Thank you so much. Thank you for making time every morning to listen to me. Daddy, I love you. Thank you, Becca. Thank you, Mabel. LCJ, thank you, my LCJ. God bless you. Thank you, Francis, you and your family all the way back in UK. Thank you, Mr. Philip. You joined us, but I've seen you have been consistent. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Mavis, all the way from Canada. God bless you. Ajo McLean, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I leave you with Tobe Chuku. You have done it. Thank you, Ajoa. Oh, Cynthia. And that's my administrator. You know, let me tell you, this lady is the only lady in my ministry that has become, has caught my anointing of everything. She has been in every position in the church. So winner, prayer warriors, leader, administrator, everywhere. Cynthia Dava, thank you for being a blessing to me. Thank you. Thank you, Cynthia. Love you, eh? Love you so much.
Kevin Asiedu. My son, God bless you. Hepa, 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 hepa. Enjoy the season. Don't go and do a debate and say that it's Christmas, Jesus or not Jesus. It's not necessary. Just take a break. Enjoy yourself. Ah, who need Bible? So sorry, now the Bible theology. Eh, who need yes? Ah, who so who need Bible? Who need Bible heifer? Jai, jai, jai. History cry. Who need na wa unhawa Christmas bad. History no cry. Mo mo can cry. Bi mo can cry. Who dear may say? Enjoy yourself. This festive season. Ne jai Jesus. And your Christmas, and also Enjoy and go to heaven, okay? Nobody can do you anything. <laughs> I remember I was doing a Bible study about almost 18 years ago, and then one of the brothers said that he doesn't believe why people fall under the anointing. Is that that we play the drums, we hit the drums. Bang, 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 and it keeps shaking their brains so they can't stand still. That is why they fall. I look at that brother. <laughs> hey! Say your bubble drums and then so so for 14 and for four top of no. Then you go sliding here. Oh, and you know where this guy is? This guy is now a pastor. <laughs> the last time I met him, I asked him, so, Do you think we play drums? He said, No. He said, No, Bishop. No, 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 no. It's the anointed. <laughs> um, I remember, let me tell you one thing. There was this guy I used to write letters with when we were in school for people to give to their girlfriends. <laughs> when I became born again, I went to his house. <laughs> I told him, Charlie, come, let us go and serve the Lord. You know what he told me? <laughs> he said, if you are finished enjoying yours, <laughs> me, I'm not done. <laughs> he said, I'm not done at all. I'm about to, I'm about to start by. <laughs> and you know what he has become now? Oh, Charlie, you thought I left him. Yeah, I, I monitored him. The last time he was in my church preaching, he was back from Korea. Now he is in Canada. He's doing his PhD in theology. You become a pastor if you come around this anointing. You will change. Katapaya. <laughs> I love this song too. Na, 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 na. I used to have good voice, so don't laugh at me. <laughs> Preaching and prayers change it. <laughs> uh, Wanna welcome all those who are joining us for the first time. My name is Prophet Paul Reagan. This is our final chapter for this year. We'll be back in the first week in January. I and my team, my two administrators, will be going on a trip to wait on God. Ask for the next direction for the coming year. We are careful. Oh my God, this man kills me with his songs. Captain Bosta Palaya. I remember some time back we were lying in one room, intoxicated in smoke. Intoxicated. Smoke was coming out from our nose. I couldn't see my left and right. My parents were not there. My people were not there. Was about to die. I remember when we were in the bush. <laughs> Whilst we were smoking, one boy started saying, I want to travel to America in the bush. And the guy was losing his mind. And me now, I am a preacher. Jesus is Lord.
people can just fire you left and right. Taliba, you watch them. Uh, you just let it go. That's why I love this song. This is the song for my destiny. Look, God is going to do a lot for you. Join us for the first in our church, our headquarters. It's going to be an awesome time with the Lord. The power of God will be available. The anointing will be available for greater response in the coming year. Hey! Go back, tell them. Yes, you failed, and so what? Yes, you're not perfect, and so what? But if you are ready, the grace of God is available for you. Evangelist Chuga, welcome to our platform. Isabel, where did you go? Welcome back. Pamela Briggs, welcome. Gideon, Jetwa, welcome to this anointed platform. Receive the grace of God. Pato Sataya. Ketoros Tompeleli in the Kataya. You are infinitely powerful. Infinitely powerful. Magnificently wonderful. I'm doing his skills. Thank you, evangelist. Evangelist Chuka, where are you from? Okay, thank you. Evangelist, where are you from? Nigeria. I think we should do some skills on backstage. I think we can do an exchange program. We can invite you so they can be a blessing. We get to know each other and then we can build it there. We can build up from there. Richie. Kindly send our man our number on the platform so that I an evangelist Chuka from Nigeria can build some relationship together. Please evangelist, kindly WhatsApp me and then we'll take it from there, alright? I just feel a connection. in the world, I can sing better than all of them. Oh, Jackie, welcome back. Hey, I just remembered I have an appointment. Richard, can we add class 233 to the man of God so that the man of God will be comfortable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Class two three three then you add the five five four two two eight eight one eight. All right.
<laughs> Evangelist Chuka, may you be blessed. May the reconciliation grace that connects all men of God and make sure we are stable in joy, peace, and the power of the Holy Ghost. May that portion be enjoyed. May the Lord lift us up and may the Lord cause his face to shine on us. Katadoro God is taking us far. We'll do more. God bless you. This one was introduced to me by Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. God bless you. I saw it on your status and I stole it without thinking twice. I copied a good student of Bishop Dad, a copier. I am a copier. Apostle Chuka, let's discuss this behind the curtains. Trust me, we will share together. I said I am a good student of someone who copied. If I study and I go to the exams hall, and what I study does not come in the paper, and I see someone sitting beside me who is doing the writing, I will copy. I want you to know I will copy. It is only those who are proud who will not want to learn. As for me, I will copy. I will copy and copy and copy. So that if you are all getting zero, we get zero. But if you are all getting hundred, me too, I will get hundred. I said I will copy. I will copy. I will learn more. I will copy. Receive the anointing to copy. Thank you for joining us. Today is the final day. Today is called our day in Ghana. Where the children gather brings food stars and take it to school. Today is our day. We are doing our day. Jesus is Lord. All the victories, all the testimonies, all the miracles, all the topics we are preaching on angels, deliverances, prophetic revelations, one-on-one -on -one prophecies. We have done all of them throughout this year. It has only been by the hand of God, the hand of my Jesus, miracles. This year we have seen people with cancer being healed. Every strange disease being healed. Open doors and opportunities. Jesus is Lord. Oh Lord, I give you praise. Oh, I'll come and host the crusade, man of God. We will come. Let's talk and prepare. This year is going to be awesome. Hey. Aduro stopendele kashatala. Pedoro steperi indeketaya. We give Jesus all the glory. Thank you for joining us. Yahweh Sabao. Yahweh, the Lord of hosts. It means that he has angels. I see angels ministering right now. Receive the touch of angels. Touch on your life. Touch on your business. Touch on your family. Receive the ministry of angels. I see angels flowing. I see angels flowing. I see angels flowing. Receive the impartation. Receive impartation of angels. Receive impartation. Let the touch of heavenly angels visit you. 
Oh my God, Father. I see someone, the angel of God is feeding you with a water from the stream in their pants. Receive life. Whatever was dying inside you, I command life back to you. I command deliverance back to you. Receive the power of God. 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 Oh my God, my God, my God. Oh my God, my God, my God. Oh my God, my God, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, awesome. This place is filled with fire. Oh, thank you for your angelic visitation. We are grateful. We are not in any competition. We are grateful. We give you alone all the glory, Jesus. May your name be praised. On this note, I believe in you. Thank you so much. We'll meet again the first week in January to continue our season. God bless you. Thank you, Evangelist Chuka. Thank you, Apostle. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. And I'll sign off here. Bye. Another appointment to catch up.